0: Hey there, Freedom Fighters. My name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of Mixergy, where I interview entrepreneurs about how they built their businesses. And one of my sponsors, the new sponsor from 2020, SEM Rush, said, you know, Andrew, we acquired a company, Prowley. I said, yeah. They said, do you want to be the first person to talk to the founder, the first interview with the founder who created Prowley who built it up, who got customers for it, and who made it so amazing that we wanted to acquire them. Look at her eyes. Joanna, you're nervous about this interview?
1: Wow. <laughs> you know, it's it all sounds amazing. I just, you know, can't even believe it, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. And the thing is,
0: you're in the PR business.
1: I would have imagined somebody
0: who's in the PR business would be so ready to go on camera, yeah. come on, give me attention. No, you're not dying for attention.
1: No, I'm not dying for attention. I'm not definitely that kind of person, but I'm still super exciting to have this possibility of, you know, sharing our story with you and your audience.
0: Joanna, whose voice you just heard, is Joanna Drabant. She is the co-founder of Prowly. It's PR software that allows people to organize, publish, and solicit earned media opportunities. Businesses that are trying to get press use Prowley. We can find out about how Prowley was built and sold. Thanks to two phenomenal sponsors. The first, if you're paying your team in any way you need to know about Gusto, specifically go to gusto.com slash Mixergy to use them for free. And the second, if you're hiring developers, you already know by now, I have to keep emphasizing it because you will thank me when you use toptal.com slash Mixergy. First, Joanna, good to have you here.
1: Thank you, thank you. I will I will check the second one because we're still, you know, constantly developing our dev team. So it's it, it will be helpful also for me.
0: I do think the TopTal secret strategy is just to get me to do the ad so that my guests will sign up for TopTal, because they end up signing up all my guests as TopTal customers. Eh, you know. Which is amazing. Do you remember the day when when you signed your agreement with SEM Rush to sell your business?
1: Yes, I remember it very well, actually. I remember when after leaving the legal office, where we had signed a pile of transaction papers, Sebastian, who's my co-founder, and I, we sat down in a nearby pub. Uh, we ordered a beer and just you know, simply stared at each other for another hour in total silence. Yeah, so so I remember it very well. It was kind of sense of, of loss. <laughs> ah, that's
0: what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. I'm trying to get at why. It was a sense of loss. And because you were losing what? Control or just the name on the door as the owner? What was it?
1: I don't know. You can compare it to like having a child first company that you built from scratch and mm-hmm. now you need to rely on somebody else about how it's going to be. The next day we celebrated the success with, with the team and entered a very exciting uh, stage uh, of our development. So, so far, so good. We're really happy about joining SEMrush.
0: How much did you sell the company for?
1: I, I, I can tell you. <laughs>
0: can you give me a ballpark? Are we talking tens of millions? single-digit millions.
1: We are not allowed to to share this information, but uh, I can say that both me and Sebastian are very, very happy and satisfied. with
0: Became millionaires from the sale, at least. Uh, Yeah. Let me get away from your personal numbers to the company numbers. What I see here from martechseries.com is you got the revenue up to a million dollars in annual recurring revenue. Is that right?
1: Yes. It was actually a little it's, it's actually a bit more because we're, we're actually in a very interesting stage when it comes to growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've managed to grow this year over 100% so far. Mm. So, uh, so, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good moment for the whole company, for sure.
0: I want to get a sense of how Prowley is used. Can you tell me about MedStar Media? How do they
1: use you? Basically, MedStar Media is using Prowly to land publications. They produce a lot of viral videos, and they support the distribution with Prowly. Thanks to the tool, they are able to land a lot more coverage, for example.
0: Here's, here's what I read on your site, the MedStar Media... It's a marketing agency. They created this one video back in 2014. They put it up on YouTube. It was about prostate cancer, and they were eager for people to pick up on this video and start sharing it. In order to do that, they had to spend hundreds of hours talking to editors, pitching them, finding email addresses of people in the media who might cover this video that they did, and it just took them a long time to do it. Last year, they decided, let's try Prowley. From what I understand, Prowley makes it easier for companies like uh, MedStar to find reporters, find anyone in the media who's who might want to cover them, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, and do I what? I would say that we enable to win media attention in the more effortless way. Our set of tools uh, allow PR people to... Manage almost the whole media relations flow, starting from building and managing media database through creating press releases, uh, sending personalized mailings to journalists by just, you know, one click.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And also maintaining online newsrooms uh, for the brands they work for. We're actually helping everyone who's dealing with PR in the most re- repetitive tasks to make them easier and faster.
0: So they could find the people who would cover them, but also their contact information, keep a database of all those people. One click, send a message to each one of them asking for press and then follow up and know who to follow up with all within Prowley. Am I right about that?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And then finally, when they do get that press to be able to put it up on a press page on their site. Yes. And as a result of using Prowley, according to the case study that I read on your site, they ended up with 150 media outlets who linked to the video.
1: Yeah, that was actually very, very successful campaign. Mm-hmm.
0: You got into this kind of in a, in a way that's unexpected. As a kid, you wanted to be what? Uh,
1: yeah, uh, as a kid, uh, I, I, I thought that I would become a filmmaker because that is what I've been always passionate about. And actually, my first job, which was an internship at one of the film festivals in Poland, mm-hmm. uh, has turned my career on PR by accidents.
0: You, so you started doing what at this film festival?
1: I had an internship in the PR department. I, my responsibility was to get a press <laughs> <Got> <laughs> without it. any experience how to do that.
0: <laughs> you told, you told me before we got started that you were kind of maniacal about watching movies. You would just watch them, watch documentaries, just wish one day that you could be in it. Your entry point in was being an intern. The internship happened to be in PR. What was it about PR that got you to stick with PR instead of going back into filmmaking which is what you wanted to do?
1: My career path right after this internship I started a job at one of the PR agencies then I was a part of uh, internal PR department in one of technology companies and then I decided to run my own PR agency so it was quite natural for me.
0: Well let me pause right Uh, there the PR agency what type of PR were you doing? We're talking about Colco Agency back in 2010, you founded it.
1: Yeah, we specialized in finance and technology. That was the time when... Uh, there was some kind of boom in Poland when it comes to the star- startup scene. Mm-hmm. There were uh, more and more very interesting products that were uh, released. And that was the time when I, when I thought that people are doing amazing things. Technology is, uh, is developing, developing so quickly. And in the PR world, there is still some kind of gap when it comes to the technology. That mm-hmm. PR pros were using. So, like every entrepreneur, I just wanted to facilitate and in- improve the work of my team.
0: What was it that was that was inefficient?
1: As a PR team, we mm-hmm. uh, we still relied on the tools like Excel for managing media contacts, for uh. t- for creating press releases, uh-huh. and Outlook or other mailing programs for sending them out. The whole process was super inefficient. We didn't have a chance to streamline our workflow. And at the same time, we spend a lot of time for the distribution. So what we decided to offer as an MVP of, of Prowly.
0: So when you were doing it yourself, you said, "We, I see that other agencies are using spreadsheets. They're doing things inefficiently. I could be a little bit more efficient than them and get better PR, right? And so yeah. what are some of the things that you did when it was just you before Prowly? What did you do for your agency that gave you an opportunity to grow.
1: Hmm. What was special about us? Wow. I think that creative part of our work was was something that uh, our clients really appreciated.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you remember one of the projects that you were especially proud of? One of the creatives that you were especially proud of?
1: The campaign that we decided to launch for the Easter time, during the Easter time for one mm-hmm. of the, our customers, they were a social media agency. We did something really crazy. We decided to prepare uh, some kind of creative dispatch for influencers. Okay. We made personalized X for the most popular influencers in Poland in the social media space. And they received this eggs from us uh, for Easter, and it went really well. And Just special we Easter went,
0: eggs from your yeah. agency or from one of your clients?
1: From us on behalf of our client.
0: Got it. And so all these influencers got this special egg. They then yeah, did what? Yeah, they
1: put the pictures in the social media. They were really, really. Well done.
0: <laughs> Got it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. And so meanwhile, Joanna, it sounds like you're probably using antiquated tech to manage all this. Are you using spreadsheets at this at this period in your life when you're running the agency?
1: No, that was the time when we started to think about building a tool, uh, such a tool like uh, like Prowly. I just asked my current co-founder, uh, Sebastian Szyborowski, mm-hmm. uh, who I met in my first full-time job. I I just simply called them and uh, and asked them if he he would be uh, willing to create an idea and uh, some kind of specification for this kind of project. And that's how it all started.
0: What was Sebastian Uh, doing? He's a developer, it sounds like?
1: Yes, he's a developer. Uh, He was responsible for creating an MVP. He was the one who designed and implemented The first interface as well as the first version of the logo and website.
0: What did the first version do?
1: The goal of MVP was to verify the need uh, for the automated flow when it comes to two repetitive tasks for PR and uh, proudly allowed to send uh, mass mailings and manage media contacts back then.
0: So mass mailings meaning allow people to send out email that looks like it's coming the, to each person individually with mail yeah. merge, with like the name of the recipient in it somewhere.
1: Yes, they okay. were personalized, but you were able to send it with with one click, and there was there was no branding of Prowly Insights, so it looked exactly the same as you would send them from uh, from your regular mail uh, mailing program.
0: What yeah. was the second feature that you had in there?
1: Media database management, so the, the replacement for the Excel sheet
0: got it and that's the the two things that you thought were most important they also sound frankly fairly basic we're talking about 20 what year was this when you launched uh Mm.
1: 2013.
0: so 2013 this these two pieces of technology existed in other spaces marketers were using this but not yeah. in public relations. And I like how your eyes lit up when you said, yeah, this was common, but not in public relations from what you've seen. So you said, we're going to make it. You made the first version. Who did you take it out and give it to? I'm assuming you used it first, but who was number two?
1: That's interesting because uh, during these days, the only thing I, I, I knew how to do is PR. So that's how it all started. We didn't have any you know, sales force uh, inside the company. It was only me and i was responsible for for pr and sebastian who was responsible for product we just used the skills that we that we already had actually we're a very good example of the company that was able to grow starting from building a brand awareness among their potential customers and we did a lot of crazy things back then for example one of our first campaign was when we decided to turn ourselves uh, uh, to taxi drivers and uh, we just simply used the right to tell about about the tool during the ride to our potential customers they were able to book us on uh, on the website and we were able to to took them for example from the office to home uh, this was just for
0: pr professionals
1: yes it was only for so you for created
0: PR prof- a taxi service yeah just for pr professionals for yes. free taxis i'm assuming
1: Yes, we Just so you we pitch
0: them on the drive. Yeah,
1: we've okay. managed to acquire a partner for for this. They they gave us a free tra- taxi rides, uh, and so we we had our personal taxi driver. And actually, ah. the budget for the the budget for the whole campaign was around $10, because we did it all by ourselves. I was actually the one who uh, produced a video for this.
0: <laughs> such a great you know, idea.
1: a video, video. Uh-huh. And during the four days of this campaign, we've managed to meet with over 25 different uh, companies. And after this campaign, we acquired around three of them. So the conversion rate was really, (laughs) really great. And the ROI as well.
0: (laughs) And of course, everyone else who saw this crazy thing that you were doing was also aware of proudly. Am I right? And that helped build awareness and get more customers. Boy, the the idea at at its heart was you call the car service. I'm assuming it's a car service nicer than a taxi. Am I right? Yeah. You said, we'll get you some press. All you need to give us is a handful of free rides. And at this point, we're talking 25 free rides. It's not that big of a deal in exchange for all this press that they get. You then went and you promoted it just to the PR agencies that you wanted to use this. You gave their people a ride. And while they got this free ride, they got pitched. And they also got to be part of this fun thing that you were doing, which PR people must have loved. Got it. This was your idea.
1: Yes, that was my idea. Mm -hmm.
0: And this is how you were going about getting customers, by getting PR... For proudly, which then allowed you to get customers. Did you ever shift yes. to getting salespeople?
1: These days are totally different. Uh, we've got a we've got a sales team. It consists mm-hmm. of five people right now. We sell to the U.S. mostly. You know, times are different, but we dream about uh, repeating this campaign in the U.S. one day. It, it's not that easy, but maybe sometime we'll be able to realize this.
0: Why? What benefits did you get from staying in Poland?
1: I think that the general costs, the maintenance costs and costs of running a company are, are, are much different. We're still a Polish team. Our team consists of only Polish people. I, I'm really proud about it that we proved ourselves that uh, you are able to run and manage a global company from Poland. This is something that actually... Makes our whole team very, very proud.
0: Did it also help you to build awareness for Prowly because you were just pursuing companies in Poland in the beginning?
1: Th- that was much easier, you know, to do it uh, locally. Today, we are probably the most recognizable brands in the PR software space in Poland. It's not that uh, easy to do, to build a brand presence in the US uh, while being here. This is actually the one of our biggest challenges for two thousand twenty one. We're planning to start some uh, more advanced uh, PR activities in the US because uh, so far we grew, we are growing within our customers. They are recommending each other in the US, and that's actually how how it all started. We grow with inbound marketing activities. We decided to concentrate on on acquiring customers through inbound sources. We do not do any, you know, cold calls, outbound you sales, anything like this.
0: You don't. Okay, let me let me no. come back and ask you a little bit more about the early days of growing Prowly. What did what features you knew you needed to add? How you got more customers when you were when you were just getting started? But first, I want to talk about Gusto for payroll management. Joanna, Gusto has been getting a ton of press in the US. It's one of the Silicon Valley darlings, this company that's doing phenomenally well. I didn't fully understand why until I started talking to their customers. In fact, I even interviewed its customers of Gusto said, "What is it that you like about it?" One of the things that they told me was they make it really easy to pay employees, to pay contractors, to pay people, even when they're not in the same office, even when they're all over the country, dealing with lots of different local rules, lots of different, um, lots of mm-hmm. different setups for how people want to get paid. Gusto makes it super easy, which is especially important today when people are. I don't know about you, well, Joanne, I don't know if what's happening for you. You're still in Poland.
1: Yes, we're still in Poland. I'm still in San Francisco. You do? Yeah. We work remotely from different places in the world, but basically our our team is still still based in Poland.
0: I'm still in San Francisco. I got to tell you, people are moving out of here left and right. I see moving trucks in front of my house on a regular basis. We're saying an average of once a week, not just right in front of my house, but on my block people are leaving. It used to be that everyone would work here in the same office. It used to be that they would all work in the same city. They're taking off and they're going to random spots that you never would have thought about. Some random place in Maine, some place in you. Anyway, this is what's happening across the country. If anyone who's listening to me is seeing that this is happening in uh, in their company, Gusto is the payroll company to work with. They will make it easy for you to pay people no matter where they are, even if they're 1099. So, 1099s, full time employees, people who are tracking their time, people who are getting paid a fixed salary, they help make it easy. They will help you with your benefits. Getting started is hard when you're a new entrepreneur who's starting to pay people. If you need help with your payroll, If you're just getting started, they will get you started right. They've got HR professionals, HR experts to help guide you. They also have um, processes in place to help people who are just starting out with teams get going. And if your team is spread out around the country, they will help make it easy for you too. That's one of the big benefits that Gusto has. The second that I discovered from interviewing entrepreneurs who are Gusto users is They love using it. The software is just so simple. It's so intuitive. It makes sense. It's like the first time that you use, um, well, I don't want to get into combat. Well, I'm going to say Stripe. I used to be with this old company for for charging my uh, customers. It was authorized.net, really complicated, excessively difficult. We switched to Stripe. It was like that. Getting paid was easy. Same thing with Gusto. Paying your people is that easy. It's that beautiful, that fast, that efficient. And for your employees, it makes it easy for them to get paid too. Makes it easy and beautiful for them to uh, work with you. Go to gusto.com slash Mixergy. They will hook you up with three free months. That's gusto.com slash Mixergy. This is the time of year to think about payroll for next year. We're in mid-December. I urge you to go to gusto, g u s slash Mixergy. That's m-i-m-i-x-e-r-g-y. gusto.com slash Mixergy. Give me... Once once you launched it, what is the feedback that you got from people, Joanna? What do they say about these this MVP that you were pitching in the beginning?
1: Mm, they were really happy about uh, what we what we created. Uh, we've got tons of positive feedback uh, from our from our network. Luckily, I was present in the PR space, so the network that was. My, my biggest force these days, we were able to get gather a lot of very, very interesting feedback, to start improving proudly along the way. What Thanks are some of the that. things
0: that you needed to improve based on feedback?
1: Basically, it was uh, user interface mostly. This is something that we are constantly improving because we consider it as a, our biggest differentiator because there are a lot of PR tools in the space. Uh, the space is pretty pretty crowded. I think that our customers they like proudly because unlike the other players, we are the most accessible tool in the space. It means that the. Interface is easy. We offer a free trial period so everyone can check what we have inside before signing. We have a very attractive pricing for, from the perspective of the small PR agencies what or business owners. What did you charge in owners. the beginning? The lowest uh, subscription starts from two hundred and ten US dollars per month, and uh, we don't. There is no uh, even like, in the
0: beginning two hundred and ten dollars a month. Yes. So $210 a month, got them a CRM, which is basically an address book for businesses, and got them mail merge for email.
1: That was it. You
0: weren't helping them find customers. uh, Excuse me. You weren't helping them find reporters. You weren't helping them find reporters' email addresses. None of that in the beginning.
1: No. In the beginning, the price was was a little bit lower. What was Uh, it? um, it was around uh, 99 us okay. dollars for the basic subscription there was no lifelong commitment so uh so uh, everyone and, you know, try probably for a month and then decide if, 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 if he or she wants to use it in a long term. And what we always did is we were helping our users along the way uh, by offering free trainings, PR consultancy calls. We were always and we are always uh, very sensitive and uh, uh, we put a lot of attention in a in daily support. Uh, of our users okay so uh, a lot of tech all... support
0: you were listening to them you were improving it they told you look we need this to be a little bit easier for us to use you improve the interface what's the next big feature that you launched
1: it was a brand newsroom how
0: that did you know the... so brand newsroom is a page with links to all the media that a company gets right
1: not necessarily it, Tell me about uh, it. it the brand newsroom uh, is a each each company has, uh, has a tab on the website that redirects journalists to the whole PR content that they are producing. They are able to find all the press releases, uh, all the press materials, the press kits that... Uh, ah, like
0: logos, photos of the executives, yes. pictures yes. of the products. So here's what I don't understand, Joanna. Every time we talk, even before this interview started... You bring up this newsroom and to me, I didn't realize this was a valuable thing. To me, it seems like even if you're using WordPress, super easy, can you just put links on WordPress to the press releases that you've created? Can a company have a link on WordPress to all their images and say, here it is? Why do they need a special yeah. newsroom? I see you fired okay. up when I'm asking this question, but it's a it's <laughs> a real question that I've got.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, basically, it's not that easy from the PR perspective because uh, uh, usually there is a IT team who's responsible for maintaining websites inside companies. Uh, so the, the, the whole workflow is, is not streamlined. Thanks, of, thanks to this kind of solution, PR pros are able to uh, send out the press release and the brand newsroom is uh, up, uh, is updating itself. Uh, you don't need to put a lot of uh, additional effort of having it uh, always up to date, and uh, it you are able to generate uh, to generate additional visibility through mm-hmm. Google because we allow uh, um, we we enable to um, optimize this kind of solution uh, from the SEO perspective.
0: Okay, I didn't realize this. So you're saying that. PR professionals would have to go to an IT person and say we just sent out a press release, put this up on the site.
1: It still happens. Yeah, it mm-hmm. still happens. Yeah.
0: And were you they using Prowly to send out the press release in the first place? Yes. I uh, got it. And so you said, look, if we could just get the the tech people to do one thing, put a link to this newsroom, we'll take we'll take the whole thing over from there.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I would
0: never have known that it was that hard. I thought it's so easy to put up a blog post, to put up a link, to put up... No, you're smiling at me, almost like Andrew's a little naive when it comes to this stuff.
1: Yeah, the, you know, back then, PR industry was not that very, very technology-oriented. So, uh, we consider this as an opportunity for us uh, to cover this and make this, their work easier and much more effective
0: and the way you knew this and that i don't is because you were in the space you were running other companies pr and i'm yeah. un- i'm i'm anticipating that also the pr agency would have even less control of their client's website than the than someone exactly. who hired the pr agency so you would have had to pass it on to someone at the company and they would have had to pass it on to the it just to get the press release up on a site
1: yeah, and got now it. even if, if you are a PR agency, you are able to offer additional service to your clients. You are able to uh, offer them um, running and maintaining all the brand newsroom related uh, Ah, got
0: stuff. it. So now you've got one more benefit that your clients can offer their clients and they're more willing to pay. How did you yes. know that this was the big thing? Did you test it? Did you talk to them first or did you just understand because you were in the space?
1: Um, I think that's what I into uh, that that that's what i it. yes yes okay. exactly yeah
0: all right uh, and how did it go over once you launched it
1: mm, it was rather successful it's we are still selling this this feature so uh so i guess that that it was a good move it was quite natural step in our development we didn't think twice about uh, launching it I went Actually, to, we knew that we, we were going to do it anyway, but considering MVP, there was no sense to do it, uh, You know, just not to invest a lot of time and efforts to verify the, the basic need that uh, we wanted to cover.
0: I would have thought that the hardest part about it is making the the page look like the company's brand, that allowing each PR person to make the page that they're creating for their clients look like the client's brand. Uh, site. Am I right?
1: Yes, um, we've got different options in our in our pricing. You are able to use our default design. Design. Uh, we tried to make it as flexible as as it can be. The general frame that you can fill with your logo, company colors, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the enterprise customers, like for example, Vimeo uh, or IKEA or uh, or Fox Television, uh, we. We create um, a personalized, uh, we cast, uh, customized uh, layout for for the brand newsroom. Okay,
0: I see Vimeo on your site, even in the earlier versions of the site that I that I went back to Internet Archive to find. How did you get Vimeo as a client? <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be honest, it was <laughs> it was a bit coincidence. Mm-hmm. I think it was our. Uh, First customer in the U.S. who paid, uh, who came to us from the paid advertising. It was just, you know, simple AdWords campaign, Mm -hmm. nothing else. Uh, And that was very big. It was three years ago. Uh, uh, Actually, it was before Christmas. (laughs) Uh, And uh, it was was quite surprising for us, to be honest.
0: To just see their email address come through and say, wait. Did... Do you do um what is it called clear bit do you do something to see who's filling out your form who which companies are coming in and start prioritizing who you contact
1: Yes, for uh, of course we've got uh, we've, we've got the, the whole uh, uh, customer journey is automated in our in our case we mm-hmm. use uh, uh, HubSpot uh, to track mm-hmm. all the uh, marketing and sales and also uh, customer uh, support activities so uh, we are able to to. S- to to check what sources are converting, what kind of content is the most effective, what kind of campaigns, etc.
0: You told me in the beginning you were doing PR to get customers. When you started shifting from PR to different marketing channel, what was the next thing that you did to get customers?
1: It was content marketing.
0: Okay. The journal, I think, is what you guys call it. Am I right?
1: Uh, we called magazine uh the magazine okay yeah we uh we published there a lot of educational stuff for our customers okay uh the whole, the whole content is seo optimized uh so uh thanks to this we we get a lot we got a lot we started to get a lot of traction from seo uh and organic uh, traffic
0: okay all right and it was you writing content now i see it here in the magazine People would then fill out your form, you'd get their contact information, and then the follow-up process begins. Yes. You and Sebastian, at what point did you formalize your relationship? In the beginning, it was just him creating a quick MVP, right? What yes. point did you make yourselves partners in the business?
1: It was actually the same moment. Uh, okay. we, we've managed to, uh, uh, to receive a seed uh, round of financing from one of the Polish uh, VC. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh oh, that's why that's how we constituted the the entity the entity.
0: All right. Let me take a moment to talk about my second sponsor, Top Tal. You were tell me that you're looking to hire developers. What are some of the challenges that you experience in hiring developers?
1: Uh, we're looking for a back-end and front-end developers. Uh, We we use uh, Ruby language, so Mm -hmm. it's not that popular uh, language, especially here in Poland. So this is our, like, kind of HR challenge for, for the next year, because we plan to grow the development team uh, a lot uh, according to the plans connected mm-hmm. with the integration, with the product integration with SEMrush.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, you guys call it SEMrush. I keep calling it SEMrush. I think partially it's because I talk so quickly that I wanna make sure that people understand every letter of everything that I say, but it I seems think like SEMrush is had, a way to say it.
1: Yes, it's a way to say it. Uh, and I, I, I don't know if, you, if you've seen the rebranding, the latest rebranding that mm-hmm. they, they had. And that was part of the announcement that they are now SEMrush.
0: That they just want to be called SEMrush. Yes. All right. That's good for me to know. Let me tell mm-hmm. you about how TopTal would work. If you are interested in working with TopTal, what you do is you go to toptal.com Mixergy. Once you go there, there's a button you press and then you talk to one of their matchers. The thing that, ta- that TopTal does that's different from everyone else is they have a network of developers that they pre-screen. Their test to get people in their network is notoriously difficult. Developers sometimes want to go through it just so they could get the props from other developers for having gone through and passed the test at TopTal. So, when you say, I need a Ruby developer, you go to them. They will even ask you more questions about it, like, What are you working on? What's the end result that you're looking for? So, that they could find someone who's done something similar. And then they'll ask you about the quirks of your business. How do you guys operate? Do you use Slack to communicate as a team? Are you on Zoom a lot? What is it? That, that, yeah. What's the quirkiest part of working at Prowley?
1: So, our first office is a Slack office, and it's quite common these days. Uh, we also use Zoom.
0: Give me something that makes you a little bit weird culturally. What's a thing that's a little bit different about the way you work at Prowley from everybody else that's a little bit odd, a little bit different?
1: What's weird about us?
0: (laughs) I used to think what was weird about me was I don't like to be interrupted during the day. That if I'm working and talking, I don't want anyone on my team to sit there in the office. They would want to sit. Th- I don't want anyone sitting in the office with me. I don't want anyone interrupting me. I just mm-hmm. want, let's know in the beginning of the day what we're working on. At the end of the day, we can check in with each other. We can send messages if there's an issue, but I don't need interruptions. I like to stay so focused that if you walk in the room, you startle me and I almost fall out of my chair.
1: Most okay. I want
0: more interaction.
1: That's probably how it works in our case since we work remotely. I'm in the office right now and I'm the only one who's coming to the office. <laughs> That's because I've got two kids at home and I just can't stand you know, working uh, together with them. <laughs> anymore. Yep. But yes, I, I think that the, the cool part of working at Prowley is is, is the flexibility of choosing a workplace. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who love to travel and they are traveling around the world and are able to, to work from different places. And different how do you coordinate? Do you guys have
0: a one-time-a-day call that no matter where they are in the world, they have to make?
1: It depends on the team. Okay. Uh, and each team has their own uh, workflow but uh, I, I i i remember one story when uh, it was a few few weeks ago when our sales team decided to to travel to greece to the uh, one of the greek islands mm-hmm. and they booked a flight and uh, some really really cozy apartment and they worked from there during the whole working week which oh. i think is really cool <laughs>
0: I love that. I get so much more work done when I'm in a different environment. That's partially my problem with COVID. I can't go out and be in different environments. I'm not, I like working on my office. And then I also like working out of the most interesting hotel in town, the most interesting like museum in town. Nobody's in a museum during the day and definitely not in like the coffee shop of a museum. I go sit and I work (laughs) there. Anyway. Whatever your quirks are, you also bring them to TopTal, coming back to my TopTal sponsor, and they will find someone who is perfect, (laughs) who is exactly like your company's structure, who's done the work that you're trying to hire for. And when you see them, you go, this is like a match made in heaven. It's not just the hiring person. We're talking about someone who's like us. I didn't know there were other people who were quirky like us. That's the beauty of working with TopTal. You go to them, you tell them what you're looking for. They set you up with video calls, just like you and I are on right now with the people who they think are a good match. If you like those people, you hire them. You could get started often within days. If you don't, you walk away, you lost nothing. You definitely didn't lose endless days posting ads online, endless days screening people because they do it all for you. All right. So here it is. If you use my URL, you will get 80 hours of developer credit. When you pay for your first 80 hours, they're giving that to you for free in addition to a no risk trial period. Think about that. No risk trial period. Not only do you not have to go through the work to hire, but there's a trial period to make sure that it's a perfect match for you. And the only way you get it is if you use this URL. It's toptal.com slash Mixergy. T-O-P-T-A-L.com slash all right, I want to continue here with the story. You're finally on a track. You finally get, you've got a product that has product market fit. You have a co-founder who you like working with, you like as a human being too. You have this agency. It seems to me like about three years in, you said, I gotta get out of this agency. Was it you that did it or were was it your investors who said, We want you to focus on one thing?
1: No, it was it, it was totally my decision. I I just felt that this is the time when I need put a lot of to put a lot of uh, the whole of the whole attention to to proudly. It was it it started to, to grow. It was a very interesting moment uh, in our development and also considering my experience and my grow. I, I, I just thought that this is the best decision to do.
0: So, so far we're seeing everything just working out. You got a great idea. It's taking off right away. You have fun with the, with the PR for it. Give me a problem. What was the biggest challenge that you had? Otherwise, I think we're all going to think that this is just kind of fairy tale, make believe entrepreneur story. There must have been a difficult moment. What was it?
1: Wow, there, was, there were a lot of these kind of moments, and uh, in general, I, I, I'm a kind of person who tries to not to evaluate successes, both successes and, and failures. I, I think that what I have definitely learned while developing a startup is not to be afraid of, of making mistakes and not to enjoy a success for too long. Because there are more and more successes and failures on our account every day. Plus, I, I, I think that I, I consider each failure as, a, as an experience.
0: What's one? What's um, one of the biggest ones that gives me an indication of how tough it can be?
1: I, I, I don't know. I, you know I, I, I don't really think, think this way. Hmm.
0: you mean there wasn't even one that kept you up at night that made you think this thing could go what I saw your eyes light up when I asked about that
1: no it's just you know there are you you may consider something as a the definition of of mistake is is in my case pretty wide and uh-huh. i i just do not evaluate what is bigger mistake than the other mm-hmm. there were a lot of bad decisions that we've made during the whole the whole for path, example and there was one that I remember very, very good uh, when we decided to release the f- second version of of the app with the new uh, mailing features, and we did not do the job regarding the QA before the official release. And there was a, it was a crap. During next three days, we were literally apologizing all of our customers for this. They lost the access to to to. to to the app we we were not sleeping for 3 days and we needed to run a, another pr campaign to apologize them and uh, it was you a have hard time you had to run a pr campaign
0: to apologize because I, the app I, didn't work
1: maybe it's a bad word I, we just created a personalized uh, messages for them uh-huh. and uh, and sent them out uh, with some some gadgets
0: in the mail to just say I'm sorry that this app didn't yeah. work. What was the problem that it that it caused for them? Was it just that it didn't work or did it send out bad data?
1: It was not about the bad data. it was uh, the lack of the access to the to the account. Uh, oh, okay. And for example, some of them have scheduled a very important PR campaign for this day and they weren't able to do ah. this. Oh that's so Yeah painful. and we we had a we you know we have a lot of this kind of mistakes on our account. But at the end of the day I I, I think that it, it, it it's really really important to learn from mistakes for the future and I consider it more as an experience than a mistake itself. What would you do differently I, because I, I do, mm-hmm.
0: how, you what would you do differently to not have that happen again? <laughs>
1: We've managed to hire a QA team. Uh, to, it was not that, you know, difficult <laughs> to, to do it. Right. It was,
0: I mean, an outsource QA team to check your software before you launch it.
1: No, no, we don't have outsource any. Yeah. We, uh, we decided to have our, our first QA specialist.
0: How did you and SEMrush hook up?
1: It was last year. That's actually a very interesting story because the truth is that we were not actively looking for an exit when SEMrush team reached, out, reached me out to talk about uh, business cooperation. It was in July 2019. And, and as far as I know, uh, they were already actively looking for a PR software company that would okay. fit into their product portfolio. We had uh, several calls and we had an opportunity to meet the team behind SEMrush. And it started to open our eyes more and more to the potential of this cooperation.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was them saying, we need to hire somebody who does this, who does PR software. They started, uh, not hire, buy, acquire. They started looking at you and others. They reached out to you. Was it a cold email from somebody at their company saying, "Can no, we talk to you"? No, it was
1: it was a personal in- introduction from one of our colleagues, uh, okay. Anna Lebedova, who's uh, uh, who's part of the growth uh, market uh, growth marketing team at Semrush. We had a chance to cooperate in the past. We produced some ebook together uh, okay. for the educational uh, purposes.
0: Okay. And so what's the what's the overlap? Are people who are doing search engine marketing, search engine optimization? Are they also the people who are doing PR? Or is it just that they're related, related parts of a company?
1: They they do mostly content marketing campaigns, and that is also something that uh, you are able to automate with Prowly. And as far as I know, we are now we're gone. We're now in the stage of evaluating this. But some part of Semrush uh, customer portfolio are also people who are responsible for PR, and they just connect SEO with with PR activities.
0: So yeah, from what I see, they just want to be. And hey, this is a question for me to bring to them, but they want to be in the marketing business, whatever what digital marketing, whatever digital marketing tools are being used at a company they want to have available for their customers, right? Like if it's, uh, I see they've got a company here called Celery for Amazon uh, sellers. They've got Prowley for PR. They've got, well, they've got, do they have others here? I'm looking through their site. Traffic jet no that's part of yeah. that's part of SEM rush. So that's what they, that's what they're trying to do. They want to be in the business of doing digital marketing software and they needed someone like you. they came to you. What was it about them that got you to seal the deal? Why'd you decide to sell right now?
1: Um, from our perspective?
0: Yeah, from your personal Joanna's perspective, why'd you sell?
1: What we were looking for is the product synergy and also culture fit. Okay. The, these were the two things that were interesting for us the possibility of uh, further development of Proudly under the umbrella uh, of Samrash it's an opportunity to benefit from from the experience of of someone who has already been there where where are we now yeah. And there are a lot of synergies when it comes to the technologies that we are able to use. For example, in 2021, we plan to launch the next big feature at Prowley, which is go- going to be a brand monitoring feature. And this is part of the product integration uh, itself. Because this is something what uh, SEMrush has already built. So we will be able to use this technology.
0: They built it already. Your customers need it. Instead of you rebuilding it from scratch, use their tool. Yes, exactly. And
1: this is some kind of uh, um, missing piece of the puzzle for Mm -hmm. us. Because it, 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 thanks to this, we have a chance to turn proudly to a real complete all-in-one solution for, for, for the PR pros. Because at the end of the day, they will be able to track with one tool what kind of coverage they were able to generate with the campaigns that they are running with Prowly. They will be able to do it from, from one tool.
0: You said that you doubled your revenue in 2020. Why? How did you guys double?
1: Why it was a hard work, you know. Was there something that happened?
0: I I imagine. Well, I I assume that you did something different, and that that's what allowed you to double, or that something different happened in the world in 2020 that allowed you to double, or was it just the Um, natural growth that you that you were already on?
1: It's a a part of natural growth that started to speed up once we decided to launch the media database feature. This is something that was some kind of trigger to make our campaigns and all of our inbound activities uh, more and more successful. And I think that the whole 2019 is the time when we see the effects of, of, of this decision.
0: You mean in 2020 is when you saw the effects? Or yes, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yes,
1: sorry.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm embarrassed to say it, but 2020 for a lot of people, especially people who I interview, ended up being a great year. I see my friends who are not in the tech space. It was a really painful year, especially anyone who's in the restaurant business, obviously really difficult year, but it's shocking how many entrepreneurs I've interviewed who are in tech who've done especially well this year. And Yes. I, and That's- then everyone else, uh, everyone else is getting into tech. I'll give you an example. I wanted to get my kids a knife for, for the holiday, a pocket knife. So that they could learn to whittle. And they're, they're, they're learning to do stuff like that. Cause we're taking up camping more this year all the online stores didn't have it. The local store that just sharpens knives, they had a freaking amazing website. These are people who are so old fashioned that they use butcher paper to wrap the stuff for you. It feels like you're going back a hundred years when you go into the store, which I love. Yeah. But I think they're using Shopify where I could see their inventory in real time. I could see they had the, the knife that my kids have. Their store is completely closed and boarded up but I could order online and then just show up and they'll hand me the thing in butcher paper. I get this pocket knife. So it's painful for a lot of the world, but it's also interesting to see how much of the world has taken up technology in 2020, much more so than than they would have otherwise. If yeah, not for COVID.
1: I, I, I totally agree with you. We don't uh, see the, the negat- a lot of uh, negative aspects mm-hmm. of how COVID imp- impacts our business, which is good considering a lot of my friends that are struggling with different challenges in their businesses. And I think it's good to to find some positive aspects of this in the in the whole in this whole crazy situation. Yeah. This is something that we definitely need.
0: All right. For anyone who wants to go check out the website, it is available right now at prowly.com. I love the URL. That's P-R-O-W-L-Y.com. I want to thank the two sponsors who made this interview happen. The first, if you're if you've got a team, you want to make it easy to pay them, you want them to have an easy experience, a pleasurable experience, getting paid, getting their benefits, go to gusto.com/slash mixergy. They'll let you use their payroll software for free for three months. And if you're just getting started with paying people, this is a great way to get started and keep things clean and sane. And and happy for you and your team, go to gusto.com slash Mixergy. And finally, if you're hiring developers the way Joanna is, go check out toptal.com slash Mixergy. No obligation. You just get on a call, see if they could wow you. If they wow you, great. If they don't wow you, I mean, amaze you, Joanna. If it's just, oh, this is interesting. This is good. You could walk away. But if you go, this is amazing. This is exactly what we're looking for. It's completely different go get started with TopTal. So all you have to do is go to toptal.com slash Mixergy to go get that intro experience with them. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you.